profound statements and we're going to explore what you guys had to say on today's video this is the comment section if you're new to the channel this is where i do a deep dive and highlight your comments here and we discuss them especially around these games and what it means to be a gamer and this next gen. now this video specifically is 100 focused in on starfield not being a top tier next gen game this is a statement made by reforged gaming who he and i are friends and i honestly really like his content doesn't mean i agree with his statements i think we're actually him and i are on polar opposites but i think that's the fun aspect of gaming and whether you want to like him or not like that's fine you make your decision on who you want to have in your feed and what you want to enjoy and i'm going to do the same but beyond that there's been a lot of interesting talk y'all had some like i said very profound things to say and we're going to dive into those in fact i think the thing the last comment that i actually have in today's video literally is mind-blowing you could treat this video series the comment section as a podcast in fact that's how we have it labeled here on YouTube, so hopefully you enjoy the audio experience, but if you stick around, you'll also see me highlighting the comments here on screen. If you want your comments you know, featured in videos, be sure to leave them in the comments below. That's the whole discussion. I believe that this is the best part of content creation, getting to talk about my thoughts and then getting to hear your thoughts and highlighting your thoughts for other people as well. So that way, hopefully I can elevate you guys and we can all, in a way, grow together and have these great gaming discussions. But we're gonna start with something serious, a very serious kind of accusation. And I think I wanna start with that, namely because I think we can get it out of the way and then we can move on to the fun. And the reason ends up being is that I think this in and of itself really frustrates me personally, because if you can repeat after me that the Salem witch trials were a bad idea, then we can start to understand it. But when is dinner rights? Reforged is a PlayStation fanboy and a sex offender. Now the PlayStation fanboy, I get, I would classify him as 75 or 70% PlayStation fanboy, 30% just like really wanting games for everybody. But you gotta understand content creation is about leaning into that echo chamber um, because that's how the algorithm and the audience wants it. Is this a good thing? No. Do we need to work on it? Yes. But I'm not gonna, I don't care if someone's a PlayStation fanboy or an Xbox fanboy. The console wars in and of themselves when they're not taken too seriously are a great form of entertainment and discussion. But that's just how I get entertainment on Twitter. Uh, in this case though, let's talk about the serious offense here, which is the sex offender accusation. Was he accused? Yeah, but then when you actually go and look at the evidence, there's nothing there. And the reason why you can say there's also nothing there is why is he not in jail? Where was the, where were the police? Where was all these other things? And I'm not trying to say we're doing some whereaboutisms. I'm just trying to summarize a long history, which a lot of people haven't had the time to spend to fully understand. The Salem witch trials were a bad idea. Accusing somebody something online doesn't mean that they're guilty. 
However, in a weird twist of fate, being human and saying sorry that I like, oh, I didn't mean to make you feel uncomfortable ends up being and then taking to validate the worst of claims. Then you look into the people who are making the accusations, and those were people who were actively competing with him over on Twitch, who were then married to developers within the game that he played. It is more suspect. I, like, I'm not going to go full conspiracy theorist here, but when you actually look at the evidence, I don't come down on that he you know, is a sex offender. I come down on is that he made a bad business mistake and he cost him dearly for it. Getting canceled is not fun. And I reached out to him personally and apologized to him because I quietly canceled him. I will never do that again to anybody. If anybody's getting quote unquote canceled online or quiet, quiet the new thing is quiet canceling. So I know things evolve really quickly in the internet space. But if anybody's getting canceled, I'm going to do a deeper dive into what is being said and why it's being said and what their motivations are. So, yeah, I don't he's not a sex offender, guys, because that would be a serious crime. And there's there's no evidence of that. So stating that and continuing to re like in reinforce that. That mindset, I think, is a very dangerous and unfortunate thing. But that's the serious talk. You guys can make up your own minds. I'd encourage you to check out Upper Echelon's reporting on this subject as he gives a lot more detail. I think perhaps probably from the most unbiased uh, source, but you can make up your own minds. Again, there's the information. But let's dive into more of the fun discussion around what you guys had to say. All right, let's kick this off with ETU187 says top tier next gen isn't the same as a top tier game. You muddy the waters, which is taking that comment out of context. Frankly, 30 frames per second on a next gen console that was claimed to be the strongest console game in the world is not next gen. So this is an interesting kind of piece because I don't like the fact that the Xbox Series X is 30 frames per second on some of these games. I think that's atrocious, but as an engineer, as a profession, especially a software engineer, we're running into a problem that gamers have with the current state of console gaming. And it's the aspect of the engineering feat, which can be done. They Could they make a console that easily crushed out 60 or 90 frames per second or 120 frames per second, which some of the games on Series X do? Could they do that? Yes but then you get met right up against that wall of the economic cost of it. Now, I have a 3080 in my PC. I have 64 gigs of RAM. I invested, I think, roughly around four to $5,000 into a gaming PC. My Xbox Series X cost me $500. And I think what we're seeing here though is, in a way, console gaming, in terms of the scale and scope and like you know, every step that we've seen along the way hasn't really been able to scale because people aren't willing to accept higher prices. This will be solved by the cloud, by the way. All of a sudden, when you can sit here and just offload and put as much hard drive space as you need, all of these features into the cloud and stream the games to the gamer, there's so much more that you can do with your games, but there's still infrastructure and a still a journey just to get into that future that's not saying the physical hardware is going to go away it's just going to say that the economics of it are going to change in a way that be, that allow for bigger leaps that people haven't seen but it's still a next-gen game saying that the xbox series x the playstation 5 is not next gen i honestly can't get behind that i just can't 
um, because it is next gen. It just is a bummer that we cannot, uh, you know, scale that game higher enough and get to that. What I prefer 60 does. And then the counter argument people will come in is like, oh, 30 is fine. That's, I don't hear anybody saying 30 is great, right? It's always, ah, 30 is fine, right? Like, do you want, do you want Coke? Oh, I'm sorry. Do you, is Pepsi okay? Like, that's the equivalent of it. You know, 30 frames per second is the Pepsi of the soda world. But I'm, at the end of the day, I'm a Dr. Pepperman. Dr. Pepperman is 120 frames per second. So uh, that's what we're shooting for. That's our uh, console frames per second soda wars. Uh, that we've decided to step into. Let me know what your favorite soda is below. Now, as we go on, uh, Angry Cosmonaut says, no one cares about your amount of likes your video gets. Say your thoughts succinctly. I wouldn't upload a video on a topic and then talk about some of the awesome food that I was in a restaurant for five minutes uh, first. Respect to your audience this time. I really always try to respect y'all's time, but the reality is, is that the call to action is one of the things I suck at. And when I do it, y'all subscribe. For example, just two days ago, we were 300 subs away from the 65,000 mark. Today, we've crossed over it and then some. Thank you guys so much for subscribing to the channel. This is huge and I really do appreciate it. I hope that you enjoy the content and I'm looking forward to getting to know you better. That's how I've decided to take the call, the call to actions uh, so much because it just is uncomfortable for me because I probably get annoyed by other YouTubers by it. If it wasn't so dadgum successful, just like on the video that we're referencing, not a top tier game. I put out a challenge for 100 likes. You guys crushed it right now at the time of this recording, 536 likes. Now, I didn't put out a challenge on the problem with XQC versus H3H3 and the reaction content. That's sitting at a whopping 36 likes. If you guys would do me a favor, if you guys are interested in that discussion, that would be really great. It's linked in the description. Go give it a watch, hit that like. Maybe we can get that to 100 likes. And then maybe for this video, because it's a comment section video, it's going to be on the longer end, more of a podcast. Let's just set this to 50 likes. Yes, it's less than the goal of the original, but no, I don't think that necessarily everybody from the original is going to rush over to watch this video. But prove me wrong. I Maybe. But I, I find that to be the best and most equitable form of the call to action. Now, let's not waste anybody's time because that's never my goal. Let's dive back into y'all's comments. The bang meh. Me, I guess 6808, says, I still don't understand what next gen means. It's a jump in console generation or hardware improvements. Lastly, the graphics in games seem to have peaked. From my perspective, you can't improve on what's out now. This argument is like the indie studio releasing game like Hollow Knight only on the PS5, Series X, and Series S at 4K 60 frames a second. Could that be considered next gen? Moreover, from my perspective, I've often found more depth and quality in games that don't boast impressive graphics. Less, uh, lately, games with less realistic and more artistic styles draw me in, and then they tend to be timeless. The art style is really what does make a game timeless. When you go for that reality, that uncanny valley, if you don't know what that means, it's the, the gap between the artistic, you know, you know, this isn't really representative of the real world to getting it to where it looks like the real world, like that gap, you'll, the human brain and I will pick up the falls, the flaws, yeah, I can't even say the falls. <laughs> there we go. My AI is glitching out on me. Apologies. Um, the, uh, it will pick that up and it will feel wrong. It will feel that uncanny valley. You'll feel it. You know, it's not, it's uncomfortable, you know? So, what it means to be next gen, I think is one of the key aspects. I know Lono keeps hitting on the Xbox Series S as kind of the thing that's holding uh, gaming back. And that's just not it. It's an economic problem and it's an expectation problem. 
you know, like when we're expecting everything to be that, right? Because not everybody has the $4,000, $5,000 to invest in a gaming PC. That's the beauty of console gaming. But console gaming isn't what is driving that next gen. In fact, one of the things that I feel is rubbing everybody against everybody is that what Xbox is doing is the right way. Play anywhere. Let people play their games however, wherever they want. PlayStation is still locking down to that exclusive mindset. It's a generational problem, one that the generation that's coming to replace us already understands and because they're and they're not interested in, in supporting it they don't want to just have to have one piece of hardware that can only play this one piece of game why is that the way that it is when all the games that they're growing up on and playing and getting paid to stream and all of these things with their career gaming aspirations in quotes none of that is exclusive no one's building off a, a career based off of any ps5 exclusive or any xbox exclusive and i push back on the term xbox exclusive because you can play them on pc and that's more options to the players next gen in a way it is what it is right now that you know the xbox series x ps5 is next gen we got better loading times yes we had 4k but that's the thing, like the, the leaps haven't been able to jump up higher due to engineering and economic problems uh, that have to be solved. And the solution is cloud because not everybody's going to have the budget that I have for gaming, nor should they. But we don't want to exclude them because you need the volume of people to be purchasing these games at these prices for it to be sustainable. So that's my that's really my professional opinion on it is that when we see these things uh, excel and, and grow, the uh, these are these are really good, you know, really good questions. Now, uh, Rolling Stone uh, twenty two uh, ninety two says Lono is a Lono is a pony. No matter how much he tries to say he's not, his points seem like they're rushed, and he doesn't put any effort and thoughts into his points. I'm going to push back on that. He's also in a live streaming environment. One of the things that like when he's doing his kind of well thought out, well written uh, scripted stuff, which is generally how he opens the show with the monologue, like those are, I think, very well thought out points. But I'm not going to fault him for being a live stream content creator because people like that, right? But you are going to get more of these takes that not necessarily are so refined, but that's the beauty of the VOD, that's the beauty of following it up as a part of the discussion. So that's just going to push back on that idea. The only reason people are saying uh, stuff like this, him because they're mad that it's not on PlayStation. It, in my mind, I don't care if it goes to PlayStation. Like it would be, in my mind, if they just did, if it was even a two year, right? I don't like people paying for things to keep it off, keeping out of gamers' hands, right? So PlayStation could solve this problem by just allowing Game Pass to run on the PlayStation solution. You know, you don't have to create another, uh, you know, SKU, another version of the game that can run on any kind of ecosystem. Again, like this all comes back to that cloud is the solution and PlayStation's moving that same direction. I'm very excited about having a PS5 in the cloud or the PS6 in the cloud. So it just works on my devices, right? I can just boot it up, whether whatever hardware I wanna, wanna have, whatever controller scheme that I wanna use, that is the flexibility in the future that I hope for. Now, would have happened, uh, this would have happened if Skyrim was on PlayStation? Yes, people are going to use these exclusive games as kind of points as a part of the console war again from the entertainment perspective perfectly fine with it but from the cultish religious perspective that's where it goes too far um this guy just views garbage let's put it this way i think spider-man 2 is complete garbage because it's the same map 
and they're not doing anything new. The physics are half-baked. Clipping, none of these, said, I said, are a true Spider-Man 2, and I would likely be a great game, and that's the difference between Sony Ponies and Xbox fans, is that we can at least admit that the game being good on another console, something that these boys are incapable of. Okay, pushing back again on some of these stuff. I really hope Spider-Man 2 is great. I haven't played the first one. I do own it on PC. Um, I'm wanting to play it. I'm looking forward to Spider-Man 2. I like Spider-Man games. The same map, I mean, he's in New York. <laughs> like, um, I, I uh, some of these things seem like, you know, it is a sequel. It is, you know, uh, you know, the game's continuing to evolve and they're doing new things in it, but it's not going to be as revolutionary as what Spider-Man 1 was. It's, it's almost a parallel to what the PS4 to the PS5 generation has has been. We've gotten faster loader loading times, but, oh, it turns out, that you know an ssd on a pc also is doing the same kind of thing so pc gamers have been living in that kind of you know premiere uh spot we also don't know if starfield is good now it is a top shelf game that's where i'm you know and i and i would say top shelf ne next gen game um just because it doesn't do 60 frames a second on the console i don't think takes it out of that category however um, we don't know if it's good or not, right? And so that's kind of the thing. Like, that's the space he can play with. When the game comes out, and if it is good, I I, I would put money on that he would say he, he was wrong. And it's going to be a good game, and that's something to be excited about and talked about and celebrated, right? But in this space where you run the risk of overhyping a game, and then that, you know, like, okay, sorry that, that overhyped you, or you run the risk of being, you know, you know, cynical you know and that's the thing that adult gamers have that kids don't have and that's where i think a lot of the generational problems exist online kids haven't been playing games long enough to know that sometimes it sucks and so you'll see them get pre-ordered in and market hyped in to various things but i'm not seeing a lot of marketing around this game and i think that's actually a strength i think that's a good thing for me that shows confidence um but i could be wrong because guess what i'm human and that's a fact that of what we all deal with anyway Moving on, uh, Tyler Davis says, maybe you should take the full quote instead of clipping half of it and you should make it sound good. Watch this exact stream and it was uh, unsurprising that grifters have found a way to take it out of context. I'm not a React channel, by the way. Now, Tyler goes on to, to apologize, you know, because I, I, I basically told him what I'm telling you. I'm not a reaction channel. I'm not gonna steal all of his content just so that you watch me and, and not him. And then I'm just making points that he can't counter to, right? He can react to these videos. We can have these discussions. We've been on podcasts before. However, um, and that's what I basically respond. It's like, I include the link. I encourage people in the videos to go and actually check those out. Maybe I could have gotten done a little bit better and, and grabbed a couple other clips. But again, as a part of this, then balances, trying not to waste anybody's time. Now, this is the comment section. This is a longer form video by engineering and expectations. When you see the purple border on the uh the thumbnail the more that you come back and check out the content you'll see the color on the thumbnail and the playlist and the title ideally all have this thing that's trying to communicate to you what you're going to get in the content um but yeah like that's that's the thing like the, the solution isn't to go sit here and just take this whole thing etc you know like you have to make liberties and the best thing i can always do is encourage people to go check it out that's why i link to the original source that's why i really you know link to the end tag the source in it because i'm not sitting here trying to get like I, the thing that annoys me about twitter or x or whatever it's called is when people don't do the retweet they do a, a screen gab 
and retweet because they don't want to give the original the the engagement it still gets in the engagement it just makes it more annoying for some of us to go like hey what's the real context and having to click and find it so i retweet i'm not doing these picture quote retweets unless for some reason the original poster deleted the thing and i ended up having captured it for a discussion um so that's just kind of the the, the case by case basis now two last comments before we wrap up today's video trace says I was worried about uh, Baldur's Gate 3 sales and marketing when Starfield put out its release date. And I was like, it's going to be a shit show now that Baldur's Gate 3 will and for struggle on the sales. But those madmen at Larian Studios pushed this PC release. And since it's not going to Xbox this year, I'm hyped seeing that sales and, and I'm hyped to see this game like this could get every year. It's shooters and low effort sports games. This year was the RPG year. I hope that Starfield also comes out like a boss game with no MT uh, microtransactions. And we see these kind of games get same damn love again. And I agree with this. Now, I think that where people might not like Baldur's Gate 3 in terms of the turn-based combat, Starfield might be the ability to pick that torch up give players the RPG and how it plays out and how they explore the game itself with the action shooter combat, right? That's the thing people are like, oh, I don't like turn-based games, but I really want to play this game. You should play Baldur's Gate 3, even if you don't like turn-based games, then maybe I should make a video about that for you guys later today, because I see that pushback quite a bit. And it's like, well, I mean, have you tried it? <laughs> you know, like I didn't think I was going to like X and then it's like, okay, yeah, that's great. Now I like it. Cool. But that's just something I want to push back on on that front. Now, um, the idea is that I really hope Starfield knocks it out of the park. Boulder's Gate 3 knocks it out of the park. This is definitely the year of the RPG. 100% agree. And hopefully, and these things take a long time to make. So hopefully we won't have to wait too much longer. There's still Fable and some other really good games that I'm excited uh, about, you know, down the, down the road. We just don't have dates on those yet. And so we will wait and see. Now, our final comment. I think this is perhaps the most truthful comment. This is the most... Uh, things and if you didn't know this what what he's about to say yet you're gonna i think it's gonna resonate within your soul so let's go and uh, talk about it the boy is here to change reality says the console wars have gone too far video games have always been about having fun even if the game isn't good content creators in quotes are manipulating their audiences for their own gain i'm convinced that that is uh that they know how weak their audiences are and that so that weakness plays into their hands and their bank accounts now I've shared with you guys, if you follow me on Twitter, every month I break down the stats on this channel and the money in the bank account, it is, it barely covers the, the you know, my editor. And I work with an editor because I love making content. This is just a passion hobby for me. This is not my job. This is something that I get to do. In fact, I work a job and I'm about to go to work after I finish recording this video. Um, and the reason it ends up being is that I love games. I love talking about games, but there is an absolute problem with the content creation mindset. And a lot of this is driven off of money and people trying to feel like that content creation is their term to success, not realizing that it's a kingmaker system outside of like winning the lottery. The kingmaker system is which that people, the bigger content creators are just going to steal your content and there's not much you can really do about it. You're going to thank them at first because you think it's going to be your, your key to success. But then the more than they react to your content, the less you engagement you get, the less growth you get. And then you're going to see them growing by gangbusters. And then eventually people are like, oh, I'm not going to watch your video, but I can't wait till Asmin or so-and-so reacts to it. And then you're like, wait, what's going on here? <laughs> you know, like there's there's something that there's a problem within the space and hopefully it continues to get better. That's why I make the other videos that I hope you go check out after this one, because that would be phenomenal. But um, content creators are a problem. They are like there's no ifs, ands or buts about it. 
that's why it's important to be held accountable and uh, and and to do the best job that you can. I don't think Lono is a problem. I don't think uh, Say No to Rage, aka Reforge Gaming, is a problem in, in, at all. Like he's just a dude who loves video games and has opinions on those, and he has built something I think great, a place where these can be discussed. And this is a part of that process, that encouragement where people can take the content, what he says, and turn it into content. And then that can evolve the conversation. Um, there's the other side of it too, right? Like the expectation versus the reality of it all. I don't expect, you know, uh, him to all of a sudden sit here and say, you know what? Uh, PlayStation sucks. And I don't think PlayStation does suck. I think some of the things they do are are shitty. I think some of their business practices are awful. I think they're playing an old game. I think PlayStation represents the old way. And I think the, the new way has been established and more and more people who experience that, especially experience that, oh, what do you mean cloud? I can play this game on cloud at 120 frames per second, but my Series X or my PlayStation 5 can, can do 30? Because we talked a lot about Xbox, but the same thing is on PlayStation. There's plenty of games that aren't outputting what the console is targeting because every game is different. There isn't a one-to-one -one ratio on it. But yes, there's there's bad content creators out there. There's good. Some people think I'm a bad content creator. Some people think I'm great. The internet's going to have no lack of opinions. And I think that's uh, a good thing. But the, the encouragement, the, the thing that we have to do and the thing I do as a part of practice is to dive in and try and seek that understanding to learn from you guys and what y'all think, to highlight comments that, that don't like what I have to say and to highlight comments that do, because I think echo chambers are perhaps the death of us as, you know, as that just drives us further and further into tribalism. And then that's just no fun because then the console wars become real wars and people get really hurt in real war. Um, and that's not really the goal of gaming because gaming is about to be fun. Lee, uh, Lee boy here is here is speaking the truth profoundly in my opinion anyway guys i hope you enjoyed this comment section video if you did like sub share comment below if you're watching this on twitter uh repost and because yeah this is a long one uh and i really appreciate you guys so much and hopefully you have a wonderful day hopefully i'll see you in the next one but until then take care <laughs>